on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. The vast majority of all the things that are going on in your daily life are unconscious. And therefore, you've got to be wired to take the right actions. And the only way you wire yourself properly is a, is a morning routine that impacts your mindset by feeding the succinct articulation of your life and what you want to accomplish to yourself. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. I'm your host, and today I have John Mitchell on the King stage. My brother, John, how are we doing this morning? Hey, living the dream. Living the dream. You know, it was a long time ago when I first heard that phrase. I was probably 18 or 19, went to a business conference, and I heard the phrase, living the dream. And uh, it's it's stuck ever since. So I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think about that and some of your opinions on that. But what type of business do you have? Let's start there. You know, I'm in the success and human achievement field and <clears throat> basically a high performance coaching company. Love that. And you're, you're intertwined with, and maybe you'll mention it here in a little bit, but I know you want to have that Texas, that Texas logo behind you. But right. I know university of Texas. With the university and, and you do some teaching and stuff there. But before we get into some of the detail of, of all of that, you obviously gave us kind of a, an umbrella of you know, human success and, and all that fun stuff. And that's pretty a broad topic for you though. I'm going to turn it. I'm going to turn that on you. And I'm going to say, why are you doing this? Why are you, even after all the success, because this isn't the only industry you've had success in. You obviously had a long track record of success in business and we'll get to all that. But at this stage in the game, my question is, why are you doing this? What's the bigger picture? We'll get you up in the morning, the whole deal. You know, thank you for asking that question, Chaz. You know, I do it because I feel so profoundly blessed with how my life has turned out and and what I discovered at 50 that was so transformative. And I just feel like the way that you honor having a blessed life is by helping other people. And, you know, yeah, I talk about living the dream. I really feel like I'm living the dream. And, And, you know, there were certainly hard times in the in the past, but sort of weathered the storm and, and got smarter. And, and again, just feel so blessed for what I have. And I just want to help other people. Yeah. I love that. We use a phrase inside of gathering the Kings, grateful, but not done. And yeah. everything that you just <clears throat> said, just totally lines up with, man, I have this perspective of where I've come from and I'm thankful for it, but man, we're not even close to being done. Love that. You know, it's funny, Chaz. I have a a statue in my den here that has like I don't know if you've seen it. It's like it's got these three guys climbing. Have you ever seen? Okay. It? No, keep going. But it has you know three guys climbing, and and so okay. one guy's sort of going sideways, one guy's sort of going sort of up, and then the third yeah. guy is going straight up. And I look at yeah. that every day, and I'm like, you know, the, the two guys who are going sort of sideways and 
semi up for me in my thirties and forties. And then when I got to be in my fifties, it was straight up. And so, you know, it's a great visual every day to, to look at and, and to put my life in perspective. Yeah. Well, and I know that you've got a specific formula. You kind of mentioned it, something that you, you learned in your fifties that, that has been able to allow you to go straight up, but you also had a bunch of history before that as well, that, that I want to get into both of those. And so, okay. Do you think before we do that though, I, I want to stick right here on this on this why question just for a half second because I'm, I'm sure you and I could do a whole podcast on this, but right. just for the listener's sake, because someone again with your level of success, and I'm sure you'll share some numbers and stuff with us in a, in a minute, but I, there's just a it, yes, helping people like that that that's I know that's the real answer, but like how did you get to that place? Because that's a perspective of selflessness that maybe the listener hasn't achieved yet, and so. Why is that important to you where before maybe it was about, you know, what that sideways looked like was maybe more money driven or maybe it was things or maybe it was just not helping people. You know what I mean? Like, how did you get to right. the place where you gave that answer? You know, that's, that's interesting. I think, you know, and, until you really sort of have financial security I, and I shouldn't say everybody's this way, this is how I was. And maybe this is selfish, but, but I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I got to get where I want to be, where I have financial freedom. And it's hard for me to actually help other people as, as a, certainly as a way of life until I, I could help myself. You know, I teach this concept of leadership of, of self and I'm like, you know, you can't lead others until you can lead yourself. And that was sort of the same thing with, you know, helping others. I couldn't really help them truly until I had sort of achieved financial freedom or, or was right. well on the way to that. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, you can help people before maybe you're in financial freedom, but not as a way of a lifestyle. And I loved how you, you gave that as a perspective there, because it's true. You can't, you can't think much beyond yourself, let alone actually do beyond yourself <laughs> until you have the freedom to be able to do that. And so I think that that financial success that you're referring to actually give us gives us the mental space, the capacity to be able to say, okay, I can now I can help two or ten or or twenty or a whole community or a whole city. You know, Chaz, that's a great point. And I, I remember the first time I crossed over to netting a million dollars a year. I re I remember I was so thankful that I ended up starting a foundation for single moms. Now I wasn't. You know, I wasn't at that point financially independent, but I could tell I was going to get there pretty quick. And, and just that, you know, pure feeling of being so freaking grateful after, you know, 20 years of, of hard work of not really 30 years of hard work, all coming to fruition. It was just, you know, starting a foundation for single moms was my first step at helping the people. I love that. I come from a single mom family and, uh, yeah been yeah. on the board of a single mom ministry. And that that's a, a close place to my heart as well. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit further, yeah. but, but you're right. It can be both. But when you, when you get to that place, and I think this is the encouragement to the listener is that when you get to that place of, you know, building a certain foundation, it provides in the stability, not just for you, but for the others that are around you. And, and now we're talking about King mindset, right? It's, yeah. it's not, it's not warrior. It's not, you're in the battle trying to, you know, survive you as the King now have the weight all these people or things around you. And, and at that stage, it's not a burden. It's actually like, no, 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 give it to me. I'll take it. Yeah, Here. absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's get into your story a little bit. You okay. got, uh, you got some history 
and some ups and downs, I'm sure. But give us just a little bit of John. Give us a like okay, a little bit of the overview of of where you came from and 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 how you got to where you are today. Okay, well, Chaz, I started out as a CPA and then became an entrepreneur at 30. I realized I didn't want to be an accountant all my life, and but. You know, when I turned 50, I just wasn't as successful as I thought I'd, I should be. And, and you sure. know, I was in, in my 30s and 40s, like seven or eight different businesses. And, you know, and really I had two goals in my life to make enough money so I didn't have to work and to find the woman of my dreams. And, and so at 50, I was falling, falling short on both of them. Wow. And, you know, on the money, Chaz, I always made, I don't know, 200, 300,000 a year, but at 50, and I know this sounds materialistic, but I realized I had to start netting over a million dollars a year to really have that exceptional life that I always dreamed of. And, and on the girl at 50, I'd never been married. Although I must say I did a lot of interviewing, you know, of course I called it interviewing. My friends called it begging, but I, I preferred interviewing, but anyway, you know, at 50, I'm like puzzled as how am I going to change things? Yeah. And then a pearl of wisdom came to me, I don't know, maybe three months after I turned 50. And it was, you know, find the top book in the world on success and apply that book literally word for word to my life. And so immediately as this idea comes to me, I jump out of bed and start doing the research. And to my surprise, there's one book that's been read by over a hundred million people. Yeah. And the next best selling book on success has been read by less than 10 million people. And that book is Think and Grow Rich yep. and, you know, exactly what I was looking for. And so Chaz, like the next day, I'm like a heat seeking missile. I went to the bookstore and bought the book and read the book. And then I saw the problem. The book says there's a secret for success, but the author only gives you half of the secret. Yeah. It's on the reader to figure out the other half. That's right. Oh, great. You know, I'm... <laughs> I'm I, I knew I needed the full secret. And so I'm disappointed and I mope around for a couple of weeks. And then one day, Chaz, I just get up and I go, John, you know, man up, just figure out the full secret and a practical way to apply it. And so over the next couple of months, I just immersed myself in the book, you know, night and day. And what emerged was I figured out the full secret and a 12 minute a day technique to apply it. And I started applying it to a new business. I started in the reverse mortgage business and quickly my income starts doubling and doubling and doubling to the point where four years later, I was making, you know, 25 times the 200 to $300,000 a year I'd made the prior 20 years. And of course I felt so blessed and, and, but chance, what was cool is I could see why it was all happening. I was just playing the game of life at a higher level and, and I could feel it and, and I could do things I, I couldn't do before. Yeah. And I just became fascinated by the fact that you could take two key scientific principles and apply them to a person's life and so materially impact their income. And so that's, that's my story. But, but if I could, could I explain to you why the 12 minute a day yeah, worked. please. Yeah, yeah. Give us, give us the juice here. I think that uh, we've all got us on our, on our hands and <laughs> the edge of the seats here. So, so here's why it works. It's really three things. First, it focuses you only on what moves the needle. All distractions both go by the wayside. 
Then the second thing I saw was that it tripled my discipline. You know, then I can, could do those key habits that maybe I couldn't do before. <clears throat> and then the third thing is I had a, a level of control over my life beyond what I'd ever experienced before. And truly, it felt like I had a superpower because I have. And because the right actions started happening automatically without thinking because I had rewired my autopilot. Yeah. And as to credibility, you know, when I, when I, you know, I, 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 this is about nine years ago, I tell my story to the former chancellor and president at the university of Texas. And he says, Hey, you got to teach this at the university of Texas. And why don't we teach it together? And so that's what I do today. I teach it to high achievers, both, both students and entrepreneurs, but with the entrepreneurs. I, when I teach it to them, I give them a money back guarantee that if I can't double their income within a year, I give them their money back. And I just show, show them how to play the game of life at a hundred percent of their potential rather than 10 to 20% as most people do. Yeah. Well, that's an incredible opportunity. I'm sure you've already captured the attention of some of the listeners and, and uh, they'll be looking to connect with you afterwards, but there, as I told you before, uh, you know, we hit the record button. It is the one book that I read every single year. And so I think that we'll have a lot to discuss here. But I inside of the the businesses that you had before, you mentioned, you know, 30 and 40, you were, you know, maybe upwards, but but sideways. Right. I, right. I want to know some of those decisions as well. And then and then maybe we'll talk about what it looks like to go straight up. Right. I'd like to maybe utilize that opportunity because because you're in a unique position, not only where you've done it, but then you also teach others how to do it as well. So we want to take advantage of of uh, your knowledge, and so let's go. Let's go sideways or kind of upward sideways. Give me give me a good decision that you made in that frame of life that, that you can look back on. That's super practical that the listener can can draw something from. Well, you know, I th <clears throat> I think the, the good decision that I made probably at twenty eight was deciding to be a an entrepreneur, sure. uh, and you know, to to some degree, I think it was driven by. I had bosses that I didn't like. I mean, I just, you know, I didn't think they were that sharp. Of course, what do I know <laughs> at, at 27 or 28, but a little bit of, you know, a little bit of arrogance. I think we can all relate to. <laughs> right. Right. But, but you know, I mean, you know, if you like somebody or not and, and I'm like, really, I'm going to let other people control my destiny. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, the. We all have to have those moments, and for whatever reason, we begin. And so you you began your journey. What what about what about in in today's like upward trajectory? What's that good decision? Obviously, you've kind of associated it to this twelve steps, but give us something super practical that the listener can take away right now. Something easy that they can implement, or a decision decision that you've made to that's led to success. Okay, that's that's you know I think the the decision obviously was having you know the presence of mind to go find the top book in the world on success and figure out the full secret and how to apply it. But, right. but I'll give you something a little more practical. One of the things I, I learned is how to set aside time two times a week to deep think, to deep think, you know, this is a habit, the, the, you know, great entrepreneurs of our time do Elon Musk, Bill Gates. And, and I think Chaz is particularly interesting today because as a society, we're a bunch of shallow thinkers. That's the effect of, yeah. of the scroll through culture we live in that 
people do not think deep. And so I have sort of a three-step process that I teach people how to deep think. And it takes, you know, about 30 minutes, two times a week. And it has been so transformative in my life that, you know, and, and it's, it's reaffirmed in my 12 minute a day technique, but such a game changer. I, I can remember one particular idea that I was blessed to net $6 million from. I just had a client of mine that this one idea netted him an extra 2 million a year. So, you know, it's just a powerful technique. Yeah. Well, I love, I love that you've aligned yourself with, with that. There's obviously many things that can come out of think time. I too have a think time on my calendar, but <clears throat> I think that even the structure of how you go through that can sometimes be overwhelming, underwhelming. It kind of depends on, on maybe the person's, you know, experience leading up to that time and, and then all the things that they have going on. So, you know, what would you say for that person who's listening right now, who maybe doesn't have a big business yet and, you know, they are hearing you tell them that there's a technique specifically. They, they don't know it yet. They're going to have to reach out to you for that. But to put thinking time on their calendar and they're thinking, I don't even have time to eat lunch. How, how am I going to put time on the calendar, John, to think? I don't buy that for a friggin' second. But you know, I do. tell you, I, I, you know, a few years ago, I got to know Tony Robbins. And I was telling him about this. And he says... If they don't have 12 minutes a day, they don't have a life. And That's I'm right. like, yeah, I buy that. Yeah. So there's just make time, right? Because people do what they want to do. Well, you know, people are doing so many things that just are immaterial. You know, I remember when I had a company of 175 people, and I'm looking around and I'm like, you know, only about. 5% of what we're doing really moves the needle. The other 95% really doesn't move the needle. Why don't I just focus on that? And that's true of the vast majority of people. Don't you think? Oh, I agree completely. How does one that maybe doesn't, I mean, they're, they're in that, I don't have a life stage, right? Where they're chasing tail and, you know, sun up to sundown feeling. How do they get to the perspective where they can identify that 5%? So they can focus and dial down. Well, you know, I think it starts by realizing that if you keep on doing what you're doing, you're going to keep on getting what you're getting. And so if you're happy with that, more power to you. If you're not happy with that, then you got to start somewhere doing something different. And, and this, this thinking time idea to me is, is the sort of the starting point of what I really, really teach. And, and, you know, You'll see once you, once you learn this technique for thinking, it'll drive you to figure out what moves the, the needle, you know, that's one of the key aspects of it is, is you ask yourself a question. Well, the first question I always encourage my clients to, to ask is what moves the needle in my business or in my life, you know? And, you know, and sometimes it's, it's like in their life, it's like, you know, I'm single. I need to find a mate. Well, okay. That, you know, that, that would move the needle if you found a great mate. Right. And yeah. then if it's in your business, you, you know, you can dig into that and you'll see it if you look for it. Yeah. Yeah. We do find what we're looking for. And in it, you had even mentioned it earlier <laughs> when you're talking about <laughs> thinking grow rich, you know, the author doesn't just spell it out. 
right. he, he leaves room for you to be able to, you know, connect the dots, which makes it even more powerful for you because now it's you that connected them. But that's how it works is that you have to lead yourself to a place where there isn't necessarily a, a, a three-step formula. You can have a three-step formula to get to that place. Right. But that place is up here. Exactly. And, <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know, you maybe maybe that now would be a good time maybe to share sort of how I discovered the secret and what the secret actually is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Lay it on us. <clears throat> well, and, and here's something I didn't share with you. And when I was telling you my story at 50, you know, my mom was dying of pancreatic cancer at 50 and I was living in Dallas at the time. And so as I'm, you know, feeling this scarcity of time and feeling this unhappiness with my, my life, she's dying of pancreatic cancer. And so every day, Chaz, I go see her after work and I'd, you know, hold her hand and love on her. And then I'd walk out in that cold, dark parking lot and just cry my eyes out like for 30 minutes every night. And, you know, I didn't want her to see me crying because I knew she would know she was dying. I'm sure she knew it anyway, but, and so this goes on every night and, you know, I'd never had that type of, of emotional upheaval on a, on a daily basis. And obviously it was happening because I was losing my mom, but but I knew there was something more to it than that. And, you know, as I started thinking about that, I realized that I, I felt like I was letting my mom down with my life because mm. my mom and dad gave me everything. They, they sent me to Jesuit high school in Dallas. They sent me to the university of Texas and I didn't have to work. And, you know, I'm like, all I've got to show for it is an average life and Chaz, I hated the average life Yeah, because I, I just knew I was capable of so much more. That's right. And, and, you know, I see that, that, that feeling was like rocket fuel and causing me to go deeper into thinking grow rich than anybody else on the planet. And that's why I think I was blessed to figure out the full secret when other people couldn't, I just had this intense motivation. And like I said, I probably read the book 20 times in like a two month period of time. Yeah. And, you know, I remember the night that I really figured out the full secret and it was, it was snowing that night, which doesn't happen very often in Dallas. And, and okay. so, you know, I'd gone to the hospital and I'd seen my mom and I'm in the car crying. And now I'm starting to drive home and I, you know, I see those big snowflakes hitting the car. And so Chaz, I get home and I pick up thinking grow rich and I, I start reading it and it says that your success in life comes down to your daily actions. The, the cumulative effect of your daily actions determine your success in each area of your life. Yeah. Like, okay, never really thought about it like that, but I'm by that. And. Then it said something that surprised me. It says that 95% of your daily actions are unconscious. I'm like, huh? Okay. So I'm now I'm, I'm sort of tired and I'm ready to go to bed. And so I brush my teeth and wash my face and get in bed, but I can't stop thinking about 95% of my daily actions are unconscious. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, you know, if my daily actions are what determining is determining my success, 
and 95% of them are unconscious, that I don't control the very thing that determines my success. And I then realized, well, I know I control something. Ah, I control my intentions. I control, I control my intentions. And I saw that to control my daily actions, I had to rewire my autopilot. And that's why in my story, when I said, then the right actions happen automatically without thinking, yep. that was why it, why it was happening because I had rewired my autopilot. Yeah. And, and so as, as now that sort of came together, then if it just felt like almost ma magically, the full secret came to me and, and here's the, the part of the secret Napoleon Hill gives us is that everything starts with a thought. Well, when I read that, I'm like, well, yeah, but where do I go with that? And then I realized here's the full secret of thinking grow what you envision in detail with emotion on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. And let me say that again. Yes. What you envision in detail with emotion on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. And what that really means is you take your life and you create immense clarity about it. You know, exactly the person you want to be, exactly what you want to accomplish, and precisely how you're going to achieve your clearly defined goals. Yeah. And so you take all that clarity and I put it on a template so that it only took 12 minutes a day to read. And then you start feeding that clarity to yourself every day. And it takes 12 minutes a day. And after 21 days, sort of the magic happens, the science kicks in and what you're feeding yourself truly does start showing up in your thoughts and actions automatically. Yeah. And, and once you do this, three things sort of happen, I found. First, you have an immense sense of control over your life. Because, of course, you would. If you're feeding succinct articulation of your life to yourself every day, of, of course, you would feel control. Yeah. And then the second thing you, you feel is confidence. Because, you know, that's that sense of control. If you, you know, if you, if you're not confident because you don't feel in control. Right. And so that's the power of creating this sense of control. And then the, then the third thing, you know, you're a, just able to do things you couldn't do before. And that's, that's why I said earlier that, that, you know, you go from operating at, at 10 to 20% of your potential to a hundred percent and, and you can feel it. So that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, you, you gave us a lot more and a lot more detail than, uh, than I anticipated. So I hope the listener just takes my advice right now and hits the pause button, hits the rewind button <laughs> and uh, listens to John again, because he's given you the exact script. Napoleon gave the exact script, but John's given you the, the really understandable version. And so I just, I can tell you from this side of the microphone that I've applied these same principles and have gotten the same results. In fact, even in sales for, for many, many years, I would talk about these, you know, writing down the target and writing down certain things and saying them to yourself, just like he, like, like he talks about in the book. And uh, what it does is it builds confidence. Confidence is the ultimate drug. And, right. and, it, and, it, and it puts you into taking action. And then that gets you a little bit of result. And a little bit of result, you go, hey, oh, I feel control because I did this and I took a little action and I get a little result. 
makes me want to do a little bit more. And so right. I just love the upwards, the upward spiral that it creates. And it all starts from you, or in this case, your thought, as you said earlier. I love how, too, you didn't say this, but I, I just want to give a, a, like an attaboy to you. But it's really because the listener can do the exact same thing. Your burning desire to change something is what led you to the book, what mm -hmm. led you to like really dive in, like not just read it once, skim over it, write a couple of notes and move on. Right. It was this imminent, like mm, this thing. And he talks about it in the book. And that that part is then what fuels, obviously, the rest. And you can get clarity and you can put put together a plan and all the stuff that comes after that. But if you if you aren't attached to something, if you don't really want it, then you're just going to read the book, skim it and move on and go back to how things were they, you know, like they were before. And so I love how you started this whole conversation off with, well, first off, if you're happy doing the thing, power to yeah. you. Yeah, because because right. if you're not happy, then that that's the. That's the beginning thought of something different. Well, you know, Chaz, it's interesting. This this is for high achievers, and and I'll tell you, I I know you, I know you're a high achiever. I have no doubt about that. But you'll find this interesting. So a few years ago, I thought, you know, I'm going to go find the top expert in the world on success and see what they think about it. You know, yeah. whoever he or she might be, and so I decide that. Darren Hardy is the top expert in the world on success. So I go and I write a big check and I spend three days with Darren and I show him what I created and I took my template and I, he looks at it and goes, wow, this is, this is really good because John, people aren't going to spend 12 minutes a day on this. And I'm like, Darren, how the heck can that be at 25 X my income? Right. Time Magazine did a cover story on the science behind it. We're applying the central concepts of the top book world on, on success. He goes, well, John, you know, you're, you're new to the success industry. He says, the dirty little secret is that most people won't do anything to impact their success. And he says, you only need to show this to people that are really driven. He says, yeah. it's really only about 2% of people out there. And, you know, when I heard that, I'm like, wow, you know, I, that doesn't seem right to me, but he knows more than I do. He's been in this business and boy, was he not correct, you know? And, and so that's why I'm like, I'm only working with people that are really driven and that are serious, you know, because my time's valuable as is theirs, but you know you got to be driven and, and most people aren't, but if you are, I love teaching it to them. Exactly. It's funny too, because it's, you know, it's the person or the people, the mass that, that need it the most probably. Yeah. Right. That never do anything with it, which makes it sad, but it also allows for, you know, ultimate clarification, even in what you and I do. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I, Dealing with the right person, this is just marketing in general. You got the right avatar. It just, everything becomes easier. But when we're talking about a concept like this, you're 100% right. If somebody doesn't want it or want success or want to grow their mind in that way or their, the output of the input, you're just talking to a brick wall. Right. And it just doesn't work. Well, and you know, there's another book that was written right after that Napoleon Hill wrote right after Grow Rich was, it's called Outwitting the Devil. And he talks about how you have the, the, the driven and the slackers. 
and 98% of people are slackers. I mean, this feels sort of brutal to say that, but, but, and I've been thinking about this. I'm like, you know, humanity is geared to survival and, and, and to propagate the, the species. And if you have much more than 2% of people being really driven, it doesn't work. You know, God made it to work like it works. And, and, you know, you and I think, well, God, you know, there should be more driven people. No, that's how we're, we're geared. And, and, you know, that, that brings up the other issue that most people don't realize is that, that we are wired for survival, which, which causes the vast majority of our our thoughts to be fear-based and we're reactive rather than proactive on our important agenda. And so when you combine that with the fact that 95% of your daily actions are unconscious, those two things, a lot of people don't fully know. The effect of that is when you open your eyes each day, you're on autopilot most of the day, innately wired to be fear-based and reactive, which yep. is exactly the opposite of how you want to be if you want to be productive, creative, and happy. Yeah, exactly. To, to your point, it keeps you in that place of average. And you already mentioned that yeah. you hated the average life. I think that most high performers have that disdain of average. Yeah. <laughs> like. So I think that that's where it starts. The cool part is, is that John, there's nothing, there's nothing that you and I are talking about that the, the average guy right now listening can't implement to become not average anymore. (laughs) Right. It's not like it's only for those 2% who are already there. Right. He can become, or she can become the 2% right now. Um, That's the choice that we have, right? Exactly. Well, and you know, I think something that might help your, your audience is, is giving you a practical example of how this, this works and why, why I said it really feels like a superpower. And this happened a while back at Christmas. One of my clients that lived in Portland decided to come to San Antonio, which is about an hour from Austin. It is around Christmas. And I decide I'd take my wife and we go out and have dinner with him and his girlfriend. And so I tell Jen to meet me at Starbucks at like two o'clock. It's on a Friday. I get there a little early. It's Christmas. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have a brownie. So I have a brownie and I start eating that brownie. And in my 12 minute day technique, I affirm to myself that I I'm aware of everything I put in my mouth. Okay. Well, I'm eating that brownie. I'm aware of it. I'm aware it doesn't taste very good. And, but I finish it and the gin shows up. We jump in my car, drive to San Antonio and I tell her, you know, I just don't feel very good. I lost my appetite and I just don't feel that good. And so Chaz, when I get home that night, I change one word in my template. I call it the life GPS template. I change it from, I'm aware of everything I put in my mouth to, I evaluate everything I put in my mouth. Well, the next night we go out and have Mexican food with her son and I order tacos, tacos come and they're not very good. But this time, Chaz, I just slide those tacos away. I don't have another bite. And it all happened automatically without thinking. And I remember laying in bed that night. I'm like, boy, if that's not a superpower, I don't know what is when you can make yourself take the right actions without even thinking. Right. Do you, you agree with that? Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that most, the, the 98% that we've been talking about, look at the two and think it's a superpower. 
And it is because it feels like that. But all it all it really is, is the super practical thing that you did, not only in just the understanding of like, ooh, I ate something it did like okay, yeah. to calculate, calculate. I don't want to do that again. Make small adjustment and then adhere to small adjustment. And it it really is that simple. But, you know, but, here's here's the thing to think about, though. When I tell people 95% of your daily actions are unconscious, most of them do not believe it. And, and I didn't believe it either, I might add. And, I mean, you can Google it, and it will say in big, dark letters, 95% are, are unconscious. But what the, I, the easiest way for me to explain it is if you really look at your life, you know, d- d- can you consciously make a, take an action? Sure. Like yeah. if I decide I want to touch my forehead, I can consciously do that. But the vast majority of all the things that are going on in your daily life are unconscious. Yeah. Therefore, you've got to be wired to take the right actions. And the only way you wire yourself properly is a is a morning routine that impacts your mindset by feeding the succinct articulation of your life and what you want to accomplish to yourself. That in a nutshell is think and grow rich. Yeah. I love what you said too, because your wordage even changed, but even being aware, you can be aware. Like I could be aware of an unconscious move, but just because I'm aware of eating the brownie that I know I shouldn't be eating doesn't right. stop me from the wrong action. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a... wired in a certain way to, oh, I want the brownie because I think it's going to taste good or it's going to give me some sort of a thing that I'm after that subconsciously I'm making the choice. You know, that's a very good point. I never thought about it like that, but I, I like that, that you're you're sort of aware of it, but it still doesn't stop you from doing yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You can be aware or unaware. And I think that's where where you said most people are in disbelief that 95% are is unconscious is right. because they think, well, no, I I've been here all day. They think I'm asleep. Right. If I, if it's, if it's unconscious, it's like, no, 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 you're, you're awake, but you eat the same five meals. Right. You go, you go to the bathroom generally at the same routine every day. You, right. Yeah. I stand at my desk. I, I, I like to have my, my mic right here in the corner because, or whatever, like it's yeah. all, we just do it. Over and over and over again. It doesn't mean that I'm not aware of it. I know I like my mic right there. Yeah, right, right. But if I need to change that for some reason, I need to be more than aware, which is what you brought to us, which is it's not just awareness. There's another level. I have to know how to adjust it, which is the re autopilot piloting that, that yeah. you, you're creating a, a script for. So I, I love where we're going. I do want to get into a, before we hit the, the, the speed round here, I want to know of a bad decision that you've made. In your career somewhere, save us some time, John. What have you done that we shouldn't do? Right. I've made a few bad decisions. You know, I think I think maybe poor decision was when I was in my 30s, I, I got out of the real estate business. I started out in, in real estate development around a tax shelter idea. That's what sort of launched me into being an entrepreneur. And okay. it, it it all happened right as the real estate market in in Texas was, was about to crash this back in the eighties. And in retrospect, I see that if I had just stuck with real estate and gained, you know, uh, ongoing experience in that and wisdom, that that would have been a great thing to do instead of going from one thing to another, to another, even though I had some success in them, it, it, it wasn't as much success as I wanted. Yeah. 
It's so good. It's something that I even relate to because as high performers, high achievers, as you mentioned earlier, we're capable. And we talk about this on the show a lot because you can be in a lot of areas all at once and it feels like I'm, you know, successful, right? But not at the potential that we both know that we have. And so would you say that, you know, whether it had been staying in real estate or just maybe the more idea of like mastering, like, what, yes. like dialing in on one thing, is, is that the principle that you're sharing well, with us? Yes, I think so. But you know, you got to master something that's got long-term legs. That's you right. Know, like, like, right in real, like, like in real estate, I'm a big believer in residential real estate in, in really apartments because everybody's got to have a place to live. And especially with home prices going up, it makes apartments more attractive. But, but you know, you could have gotten into the office buildings. Well, that's going to be down the tubes basically. So it's got, and you know, in this world, things are changing so quick, you know, maybe, maybe it's marketing. Maybe there's always going to be marketing. Else, the foundation for being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all, all those things are great. I think that uh, you're hundred percent right. That, that a focus, but you can't, you can't spend your life in the wrong vehicle focused. Yeah. And right. Expecting big results. And you know, I tell you, Chaz, one of the things I get is, is from people is, well, what's, what's different than with this than everything else in the success business. Yeah. And, and I see the difference really is that everything else is strategies and, and oftentimes very good strategies, I might add. Yeah. But we got yeah. strategies coming out our years. What That's we've right. got to have yeah. is a, is a strategy that makes the right actions happen automatically without thinking. That's, yeah. that's the game changer for, with for what, at least how I see it, that what I do is different than everybody else in the success business. It's good. I love it. And, okay. And you know, the, the, and I also see sometimes that people will, their objection is, well, you know, this won't work on me. This is pure science. This is leveraging you through science. It, it can't not work. You know, so, you know, I love it when somebody says, well, it won't work on me. Well, and I would venture to say that, that they're right, that it'll work or that it won't work based <laughs> on their decision, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, good point. You're good right. Point. It won't work for you because you've already decided that it won't work for you, which is right. funny because that's how life works in general. People, people get what they find. You already told us that, you know, 15 minutes ago, but you found what you were looking for because you were looking for it. Right. It, 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 it's not that difficult, but people get well, what they it, want. And, and, you know, I think one thing I've learned in, in all my years on, on the planet is you've got to have something that gives you an edge and an advantage. And I look at this, in fact, I'm teaching this. I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I'm the mental coach for the head coaches at the university of Texas and okay. which is a, a great gig. And, you know, so I'm, I'm teaching them a lot of this and, and in particular, I teach not only the coaches, but the athletes, because they're the, they're the group of students at any college that are the highest achievers. And I teach them, my program is called the edge. And with the idea, I want to give you an edge in life. And because if I had learned at 21, when I learned at 50, oh man, yeah. I don't know what would, it would have been good. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're hundred percent right. And as entrepreneurs, as high achievers, we're always looking for an advantage. We're always looking for the edge. Right. And so that's a hundred percent right. And uh, this it's exactly why someone's listening today. It's exactly why you and I are even on the pod because there's right. an advantage I can get from you and you from me just simply being here today, whether nobody was listening to it or You're not. Right. But, right. 
Okay. In the speed round here, John, I want to ask you some questions that I ask every single guest. <clears throat> okay. And and you can you've got obviously a range of business experience, you know, industries and such, but I want to know if you can only track one thing in business and we can go super practical or right. conceptual, right. it doesn't matter to me. What would that one thing be? How many leads are coming in each week? Easy enough. And why and why is that your decision? Because you know, the two biggest factors in any business is the entrepreneur themselves and marketing. And that's why, you know, in in when I work with entrepreneurs, I'm like Let's get you up to playing the game at 100% instead of 20%. So let's do that. And then as we get that in place, let's focus on marketing and, and let's understand, you know, how many leads are, let's, you can't manage what you don't measure. And so let's start with how many leads you're getting and what, what, then what percentage of those leads are turning into sales and, you know, measurement. Yep. I love it. Okay. You've already given us, obviously, the book on success. Any other resource that's been helpful to you or maybe even another book that you'd recommend for a listener trying to... Trying to... I tell you, a great book is Psycho-Cybernetics. Have you ever heard of Psycho-Cybernetics? I have, yes. Yeah, tell, tell us what you got from it, though. Well, you know, when I was 19 years old at the University of Texas, I, like, and like I told in my story, I went to Jesuit high school. And, and I was not a good student at Jesuit, you know, I made, you know, I made C's, but I was into, you know, playing football and playing tennis. So, so, right. but I go to university of Texas, I'm like, oh, I'm going to crush this. So, you know, I went to private school. Well, it, it crushed me. I, I make C's and D's my first semester and I'm like, wow, you know, something's wrong here. And so it's saying, so somebody fortunately gave me the book cybernetics, which is an amazing book on self-image. And I read that book and learned how to study. And it was so transformative. And, and, you know, one of the things I see, I don't know if you see this, but so many people have this negative inner voice in, in them. And, mm -hmm. and I just went to a retreat where there were 10 other guys just outside of Atlanta and and eight of the 10 said they had a negative inner voice. And I'm like, why would you put up with that? You got to have an inner voice that says I can accomplish anything I set my mind to. Yeah. Let's fix that. And, and this book, Psycho-Cybernetics, does a great job of, of writing your self-image. Yeah, it's a big deal. You can even take it as far as, you know, pessimism versus optimism and yeah. how it's naturally ingrained or how we learn it. There's even a book called Learned Optimism that, that breaks this down yeah. as well. But all of these <clears throat> very controllable things, that's, that's what I love about all these resources that we've talked right. about here. Anybody listening today can grab those, study them, as you just said, and change the output that they're, that they're getting. That is what I love about it is because you have the control to do it, but you also have the control not to do it. Right, right. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you hit on something that that is really interesting that I've thought about a lot. There's a, there's a book, and I think it's related to Think and Grow Rich, where thoughts are things. And the idea is that there's this part in your, your brain, you know, that, that decides actions. Because, you know, you have a thought, then you take an action, and then something happens. And right. he talks about how, you know, you are innately wired to either be optimistic or pessimistic. And, or, and you're also innately wired to be 
lazy or not lazy. Well, the way that plays out though, is there's a part in your brain that makes decisions on actions that you're going to take. And if you're not wired to be optimistic, then, you know, it's always weighing what is the benefit versus what is the effort to do it? Well, the benefit is never perceived to be great enough. Just like if you're lazy, you know, the effort is never worth it, but It's right. a powerful concept. It is. And, and I, we could probably have a whole podcast just on that, I think. Yeah, no but, kidding. But you're right. There, there's a little bit of, and actually, actually, I think this makes, a, makes your point of dialing it in every single day in, in 12 yeah. minutes using your step. Because if whether you think like that naturally or not, you can, you can position yourself to do it. And then it's just a matter of then filling it with the things that you want on the output. Whatever the input is, is what the output is going to be at a maximum level. And so now we're just talking about leverage. And so if you if you have a inner voice that's negative, or if you have a situation where someone else thinks optimistically and you think, well, that's not worth it, effort and or result, right. then you, you recognize that, okay, well, maybe I, maybe I have a tendency towards this. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's not right. like you're, It's not like we write you off as like you're scum of the earth. But there are very practical things that now you can go do. Now you have this acknowledgement um, around being able to modify and grow in that way. I mean, there's so many things about my personality that I'm tendency to do X. And I'm like, that's not helpful. I need to, I need to grow in that area. That is just awareness and growth. And, and so we just happen to be talking about in the mind specifically. And I just, I just continue to bring it back over and over again because you and I both know that anybody listening, no matter their background, single mom family or not, right. it doesn't matter. They can rewrite the story starting right now. Right. Right. Well, you're, you're so right. I mean, it's life is a state of mind and you know, the key I found with, with my methodology was creating this template. And it's been interesting because when I started working with the coaches at the university of Texas, I taught the, my methodology to the athletic director and and if you don't mind me bragging about the University of Texas, you know, we're the biggest sports brand in college football. We take in more money than anybody else. Yep, there and, you go. And, Always and bigger in Texas. Right. And, and the athletic director is the highest paid athletic director in the country. And so I taught him my methodology. And as I got going with him, I was like, Chris, let's, let's make Texas the gold standard for mental training and conditioning. And so in that effort, I started going and finding the top sports psychologists in the world and I'd meet them. Then I'd bring them to him. And, and from that process, I got some great pearls of wisdom that I put in my template. And this, of course, the template has been, been developed over 18 years, but it's, you know, back to your point, you may be inclined this way or that way, but you know, the beauty is the subconscious mind doesn't doesn't have a purpose. It doesn't react to logic. You can, yeah. you can, if, if you're not confident, but you tell yourself you're confident, guess what? You become confident. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It really is that simple. Uh, I, w- again, we're, we're probably going to have to just do another show because I think that you and I, we could probably just get a, get a, an island and talk about the mind for a while, but it's really, really good stuff. So I just want to encourage a listener that whether, whether you're tracking with us or not, that the starting point for you can be right now. And, and then the rest of the story is, is written by you. So I just want to encourage you. Yeah. I got one, one major speed round question here for you before we end with my final question. Okay. And it's going to be a pretty, pretty great one for you because it's, it, I, I personally started gathering the Kings, my or mastermind 
because of Think and Grow Rich and how it talks about masterminds. And what I had found is that I couldn't find a real mastermind. What I found were marketing tactics that got me to spend money and get around people. And then there was no, there was nothing. There was nothing there. It was empty. And oh, so I love that. You're so was, right. Ugh, just, ugh. And so I wanted to actually mastermind with high quality individuals. Go right, figure. Right. So right. my question is always the same, which is, what do you think about intentionally networking with other entrepreneurs, networking and or masterminding? And so I'm going to present that question to you, but obviously we have a unique perspective on mastermind because it, it comes from Think and Grow Rich. And he goes in depth right. in the book on what that means for him and even the mastermind that he had in his own mind by himself with other people. Right. Which you know, can right. kind of get out there a little bit if you don't fully understand what he's doing. But what are your thoughts on that? You know, I think you are so right. I, I was just in a mastermind not too long ago that I was invited in. I'm like, all this feels like is therapy. You know, you know, I'm not learning anything. I mean, I thought I thought the purpose of it was great to help each other, sure. but but I I just didn't see it it happening. And just like you were saying, and I think I re, I see how powerful it is to learn from other people. You know, I I learned it, part of at fifty how to be a conduit of learning, where I have the wisdom of experts coming into my head every week. And it's strategic relative to what I wanted to accomplish. Because I see, you know, if you ask people today, do you grow? They'll go, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to Joe Rogan. Well, that's <laughs> not, that's not growth. That's entertainment, you know? And so I think to your point, I, I'm a big believer in masterminds if it's done right. I haven't personally seen it done right, but I, I want you to take the ball on that one. Well, I, you're right. It is funny how, um, you know, the, your, your word therapy, I, I think that there's there just to bring a little bit of clarification to this mastermind idea. What we talk about in the book, this is strategic, like your mind and my mind, mm -hmm. whether we're talking or not, actually, this is kind of where it gets a little odd, but like we could transmute yeah. energy and ideas back and forth by simply just running with each other. Right. And there's a connection between the two of us, as long as we are intentional and I think good willed about it that we start spending time together, getting to know each other. And whether I have said anything to you or not, or I'm just simply in the, in the room and I heard you say something even to somebody else, if I'm looking for something, it goes back to the principle we talked about earlier, right? If I'm looking for something, if I'm looking for an answer, I'm going to get it. And that could be simply just because I was in the same room as you. And yeah. maybe you were talking about something that was heartfelt to you or that was a struggle for you and maybe felt more therapeutic. So for me, the mindset of, being able to get the strategic like getaway is, well, you're going to get whatever you're looking for. We've already talked about that here today on this very show. Right. Inside of obviously relationships, now we're over here, you have humans. And humans need connection. Humans yeah. need interaction. They need camaraderie. We want to be around people who are like us. And so then now you have another dynamic, I think, where which is, okay, so who do you want to be around? Atomic Habits talks about this, where you yeah. are to join a group of people who have the habit that you desire also. And now it becomes a group effort as opposed to an individual yeah. effort. And then even more so, you stay in that group to solidify it. Even if you have gotten it all the way in, you still stay there. And then it ends up, you end up, you know, helping other people, which was how we started this whole thing with, with, with what you do. So I think that if you think about it from two perspectives of one, there's like business strategy, knowledge, ideas, like, you know, stuff. And then there's the human 
element of, well, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster. There's going to be things that we need to talk through as almost like a brotherhood or a, a camaraderie. Those two things together, if done well, I think can be super impactful. And that's kind of where, you know, I feel like some people just don't know how to facilitate. Some people just don't on the back end. They hear, watch some videos and then like do better in your life and business. And it's like, I think we got to do this a little bit different and better. You know what I mean? Well, well, but, but Chaz, think about this. Let's, let's say you and I did a mastermind you and me, you know, what's going to influence either one of us is not the other one telling us something. It would be influenced by questions. Like I would, I would say, exactly. so Chaz, what moves the needle in your life? That's and right. you have to think about it and I challenge it and, or accept it. And, and because I see you, you influence yourself or other people by the quality of your questions, not yeah. just telling them more stuff. That's right. That's right. And even in a relationship, right? Yeah. And so it's not a matter of necessarily getting around people, which I, I say it like this often. I think we're saying the same thing. Let me know what you think about this, this idea. But I don't necessarily need at this point practical things to grow my business. I'm not saying that I don't need it because I'm right. sure there's things that you have and he has and he has and she has yeah. that I'm like, oh, that I should do that. And I go implement it. Cool. Like I'm all, I'm right. all good with that. But really what I need is to be able to put a situation before you and whether we come up with the same actual result or the solution, I'm not, I mean, yes, that's good. I want to watch you think. I want to yeah. watch you dissect the solution or how you mm -hmm. got to it. That part for me is why I try to get around people and even why I do the podcast, because I've learned things on how you think today, just going back and forth with you. Yeah, right, right. And it's just situational. To your point, if you ask questions and you put things before it and you, and you, you mess with it, I want to see how you mess. Like, where does your brain go first? Does it go to who's involved or what their roles are? Or does it, is it environmental? Like, what, what, do you, what, what are the factors that you're considering before making a decision? That, those are the things that are impactful to me. Right. Yeah, I think so. You know, I tell you one thing. I if you got one more minute here, that, that's clicking in my head. The last few months is, you know, we are all just a function of our genetics, what has come into our consciousness to this point, and whether we have testosterone or estrogen flowing through our veins, because it, those are the three factors that cause us to be what we are. And I have, this has been very helpful to me because at a subconscious level, we all don't like people that are, don't think like we do. Right. And, and I see now, Hey, we're all, because we're, because of those three factors, of course, we don't think alike. Right. And the, and the key to moving things forward is, is that habit from seven habits of highly effective people of seek to understand before trying to be understood. And so that's, that's been my lately, my big focus. I'm teaching yeah. this to the head coaches at university of Texas, and I'm trying to apply it to my own life. Yeah. It's a big deal. You make a, an extremely good point. Thinking Grow Rich even goes through it as well. Basically yeah. you have to yeah. put yourself in a position where there's more than just your way of thinking. Otherwise there's never any agitation to the way that yeah. you think. There's Good no agitation. Point. There's no challenge. If there's no challenge, then you just keep doing what you've always done over and over and over again. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Last question here for you, John. You ready? Okay. If you could whisper in the younger John's ear, what would you say? It's all going to work out. You know, I, I say that I tell, I told, I just told my class this on Tuesday, last Tuesday, I said, you know, 
it's and it's amazing to me. They're all there's a lot of anxiety with college students. And and you know, you and I think, well, what do they have to be anxious about? You know, they're friggin' in college. Yeah. <laughs> but they're anxious and and they're like, I don't know, you know, what's the real world gonna be like? And I'm like, you know, you gotta have a belief that life is gonna work out. Now you gotta do your best, whatever your best looks like today, but it will work out. It will work out. Yeah. And even in we I just showed him Steve Jobs' commencement address to Stanford, which is a classic. And he says, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward, only going back. But the main point of his address was the dots do connect. Your life will work out. Just, you know, outlast the temporary and get through the challenges and always do your best because that's all you can control. I love the words of wisdom there. John, I want to give you a second here to give where entrepreneurs can find you. Obviously, you and I have had an incredible talk, but someone listening here today might need, they might need help. They might, they want to, I want to pick your brain. They might need your services. How can they find you? How can they hire you? Who do you work with? Get, just give us a little bit of insight there on, on how they can connect. Well, my website is thinkitbeit dot com. My email address is john at thinkitbeit.com. And I got something special for your audience that I just created. I thought, you know, I'm going to create a great video that explains the full secret of Think and Grow Rich, and I'm going to put it on, on YouTube. And so I spent a lot of time on this. I just got it last week. And so if your audience will send me an email it's only nine minutes long too. I didn't want to, you know, a 50 minute video, nine yes. minutes explaining basically what we've talked about here. I love it. I love it. Well, you've been more than gracious, not only with your time here today, but even offering a simple solution like that. I know I'm going to take you up on it because I want to watch it as well, but I just so appreciate you being here and giving of yourself and giving of your wisdom and your experience. I hope that the listeners take you up on that offer and, and I just wish you a blessing. Your family okay. and your teams and everybody associated to you, everything you have your hand to. Thank you for being here, John. Okay. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1000 Kings specifically who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.